It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. The Bengals are on a three-game winning streak, and Joe Burrow just completed 88% of his passes against the 49ers defense. Are the Bengals back? Also, um, what happened to the Chiefs on Sunday? And the Cowboys showed why they are one of the most dominant teams in the league. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. It was a battle of two teams. We thought coming into the season would be conference contenders. And right now, they are two teams going in opposite directions. The Cincinnati Bengals beat down the San Francisco 49ers 31-17. to The Bengals handing the 49ers their third consecutive loss. Jake Lisko from Locked on Bengals joins me now. And Jake, this was, I think for the first time this season, Joe Burrow looked like Joe Burrow in this one. But how much deeper does it go than, hey, he just looked healthy? I think that's a big part of it. I, I don't know if it's significantly deep. There, there's some more depth to it for sure, right? But how much of it is that Joe Burrow is able to evade three would-be sackers on a mm. third down on the first drive of the game, break the pocket, and find T. Higgins for a first down, which we've seen him do in clutch moments throughout his career. But that leads to a first-drive touchdown where two, three, four weeks ago, maybe two weeks ago, he, he maybe can, but three, four weeks ago, the first two games of the season, he's just going down. He's not calling his own number on QB draws. They don't have a QB sneak in the playbook. In fact, they're hardly, if at all, going under center. They, they really didn't go under center, essentially, at all when Joe Burrow was not healthy. You started to see a little bit of it the last couple of games. And then in this game, there's a heavy dose of it. And they're not running the ball. It's a lot of play action. And the play action is successful, which last year, the Bengals had to scrap their under center game entirely because it was so ineffective. The offensive line also held up, I thought, in both phases of the game in run blocking and in pass protection against a really, really good San Francisco defensive front that I thought might torpedo the game entirely. So it's not just that Joe Burrow is healthy, but him playing like himself when the offense is built around him for him is it's impossible to state or to overstate the importance of Joe Burrow being healthy and playing like himself like he did today. Yeah, turnovers defensively, also a big, big factor in this game. If you just looked at the box score and you said, okay, Brock Purdy averaged almost 12 yards in attempt and on the ground, the rushing attack also averaged almost five yards in attempt. You go, oh, well, Lou Anarumo, they didn't get it done, but it was the turnovers in this one. What are you taking away from this defensive performance? Understanding that there were a lot of yards in this one, but the turnovers carry the day. 70 of those yards did come on the last two plays of the game. 
with time expiring. So I'd throw 70 yards out. But even throwing 70 yards out, there's 390 yards for San Francisco's offense. There's some other yards that I also discount a little bit due to the situation of the game at the end of the first half where you're exchanging yards for time. But still, those yards count much more to me than than the true garbage time. These literally can have no impact on the game yards. The the takeaway, though, is it's situational play for Luana Ramos' defense. The first couple of drives of the game, they get two three two three and outs, I think, in San Francisco's first three drives. There's a touchdown sandwich in the middle, but you get the two three and outs, which gives the offense a chance to score two touchdowns and miss a field goal. So it could be 17 to seven instead of 14 to seven. They have a chance to go up, I think, 24 to 10, if not for the missed field goal, if not for Irv Smith fumbling on the three yard line in the first half. So I thought the defense got off to an actually pretty good start before Kyle Shanahan sort of figured out the right buttons to press early in the second half. And then it is a takeaways. Brock Purdy, known this year for putting the ball in danger, hadn't been punished yeah. for that consistently throughout the year. The Bengals made him pay. One of them, a fantastic interception by Jermaine Pratt on the sideline, tipping a pass in Brock Purdy's face to himself for an interception. The other one, he just doesn't see Logan Wilson underneath on a little inbreaker on dagger when the Bengals were in cover four. So that's just a, a terrible throw from Brock Purdy, who was otherwise, I thought, pretty impressive in this game. Largely for for someone who didn't think super highly of him, thought he was kind of just a guy, created for himself quite a bit and, and did some pretty impressive things. But the clutch gene continues to be there for Luana Rumo's defense, getting takeaways in the red zone, finding clutch turnovers, finding clutch sacks. And they got off to a hot start as well, despite still needing to clean up the explosive play stuff because it's not like it's all roses. That, that was an issue throughout this game. And, and some of it was, like I said, exchanging time for for yards, but other plays were plays that you would like to have not have given up if you're Luana Ramos' defense. Stay up to date all year on the Cincinnati Bengals by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Bengals on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, what happened to the Chiefs on Sunday? Before we answer that, the Vikings won a game but may have lost their season in more than one way. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed when they place a $5 bet. That's $200 back in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Tonight's Lions and Raiders game leans heavily toward Detroit. You may not be surprised by that one. FanDuel has the Lions by seven and a half. Probably a tick low. You can also combine different prop bets within a game to get an even bigger payout. FanDuel's same game parlays are a great way to enhance your sports watching experience. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick it off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. 
The Minnesota Vikings may have lost Kirk Cousins to a torn Achilles. All right, so where do we go from here? What's up, everybody? I'm Luke Braun. I do Locked On Vikings. And the Vikings won in Lambeau, 24-10. And if all you looked at was the scoreboard, you'd probably be very happy. But obviously, the story coming out of this game is Kirk Cousins suffering what everybody agrees looks like an Achilles injury. We'll obviously get confirmation and more stuff as the week goes on. And if that's the case, he's out for the season. No more Kirk Cousins. And that might be the last we see of Kirk Cousins as a Viking at all. So the entire tenor of the season changes. Now we start evaluating young guys. What do we have in Jaron Hall? What about the draft? Who's going to be the quarterback? Do they do something in the next 48 hours before the trade deadline? There's all kinds of questions we got to talk about. So we'll get to them on Locked On Vikings. Los Angeles Chargers rolled over a depleted Chicago Bears team on Sunday Night Football. In a game that the Chargers absolutely had to have, the defense shows up and helps them pick up a big-time victory over the Chicago Bears on Sunday Night Football. This is David Drogomar of the Locked On Chargers podcast, and the Chargers take down the Bears 30-13, pick up their best win of the season, and stay in the thick of it. Justin Herbert was fantastic tonight. At one point, he had hit his first 15 passes in a row. They also did a great job of getting Austin Eckler involved in the passing game. He had over 90 yards receiving in this one, including a touchdown. Donald Parham was great in this game. Also, Quentin Johnston had five catches for 50 yards, his best game as a pro. And on defense, the defense was flying around. They were fantastic. They got good enough pressure on Tyson Bajan and was really good in pass coverage. They had two interceptions, could have had about four or five, but they pick up their most dominating win. But for more on this game and for more on the Chargers, please check out the Locked On Chargers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Battle of New York was anything but a battle. The New York Giants practically had their second straight victory in their hands this season, despite a lackluster performance by their offense. But the New York Jets not only tied the game, they also won it in overtime 13-10 thanks to defensive penalties by Big Blue. But the real story of this game is how lethargic the Giants offense continues to look. Quarterback Tyrod Taylor got his third straight start in relief of Daniel Jones, who was inactive due to his neck injury. But Taylor had to leave before halftime due to a ribcage injury. The Giants offense just wasn't the same thereafter in that they stuck with Saquon Barkley to run the ball, not really giving backup quarterback Tommy DeVito much of a chance to throw. And the Giants ended up converting a season-low 10.5% of their third downs, once again failing to score in the red zone, where over their last four games, they are 1-11. And if that wasn't bad enough, the Giants finished with a net minus nine yards passing. The bright spot? Well, Barkley, of course, who had a career-high 36 carries for 128 yards. But with the Giants receiving targets only catching 6 out of 12 pass targets for 7 yards, and remember, the yardage was adjusted for the two sacks, the Giants clearly have a broken offense on their hands as they fell to 2-6 on the season, with just 48 hours to go until the trade deadline. And on the hardwood, the Hawks dominated the Bucks. My name is Brad Rowland. I host the Locked On Hawks podcast, and the Atlanta Hawks got their first victory of the season on this fine Sunday evening in Milwaukee, and they played really a fantastic game. They held Damian Lillard scoreless in the first half. The Hawks were very, very good above up into the floor in this game. They shot it well. They defended well. Trey Young got settled and got going in a very nice and encouraging fashion. DeJounte Murray played arguably his best defensive half as a Hawk. 
and over his season's work in the first half against Damian Lillard. It was a balanced effort, eight guys in double figures. The Hawks just played very, very well. It's a reminder that games are not played on paper in the NBA. This is the toughest spot the Hawks have had all year, and they responded to that in a big way to avoid an 0-3 start. They're now 1-2. The vibes are much better, turning into uh, a back-to-back -back against the Minnesota Timberwolves on Monday evening. So plenty to get to about that. And stay tuned for an episode and a full breakdown of the Lots on Hawks podcast. Even with Damian Lillard now, the Hawks just kind of own Milwaukee. It is the weirdest thing. It happened last year, too. Go look it up. Here is another story you need to know. As far as rivalries go, Chiefs-Broncos has not been much of one lately. 16 straight to the Kansas City Chiefs side. It did not go quite the planned in the mile-high city. A 24-9 to handling of Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Mahomes threw two picks in this game, and the offense never really got started. Chris Clark from Locked on Chiefs joins me now. And Chris, we have done this a bunch of times over the years, and it's hard to remember a game that we've talked about where the offense looked like this. What happened? Uh, five turnovers. I mean, I really don't know how else to really say it. I mean, you turn the ball over five times, you're not going to win that game. And, you know, four of them were on the offense. One was on special teams, but... You know, Kansas City finally gets a stop on in the third quarter, and they punt the ball, and McCall Hardman fumbles the ball back, right back to the Broncos, and they score a touchdown off of it. I mean, that was the way the game went. And I, I actually was watching, you know, the game with some friends, and I said, you know, I'm actually kind of glad that they got a touchdown there because on that play, they got a holding call on them as well. So I'm thinking, okay, well, it's good they got the touchdown because now they're going to have more time. Didn't seem to matter. Kansas City really couldn't do anything on offense the entire game. And it, uh, I wouldn't say – I'm not really surprised, I guess I would say, just because Denver's always played them tough. I think what really surprised me more than anything was that the Chiefs couldn't get the couldn't get the Denver offense off the field. I wanted to ask you about that because this was a game that Russell Wilson didn't have to do a ton, but he did throw three touchdowns in this one. Javante Williams, also a big story here. And this was a game that we just saw a couple weeks ago, and they held Russell Wilson, the Chiefs did, to under 100 yards passing he didn't have that much more but was certainly more efficient with his opportunities what do you what do you think changed in just a few weeks here well to be fair I mean I still think he didn't play very well I think that he did enough obviously three touchdowns that's great but do, did he do enough there were other times he missed wide receivers that were wide open so uh, the Chiefs had six sacks on the day I think that you look at that and you know anytime that you're going to have six sacks against quarterback you probably should be winning the game but the problem was, I mean, Denver started on Kansas City side of the field, I think, four or five of their drives. I mean, you can't mm -hmm. continually put yourself in that situation where your defense is going up against uh, a team like that, especially somebody who's just going to try to run the ball. That's all Denver was wanting to do was run the ball. Uh, use Javante Williams, use McLaughlin, and try to you know run and wear out the Chiefs defense, and I think that's really what happened. So moving forward here for Kansas City, I mean, they're, they're still 6-2. and two but have not looked their normal dominating self. So what do you think they can change? Um, and do they need to think, hey, Devontae Adams might be out there. Maybe the Raiders aren't going to trade him, but there, there could be some options out there if they needed to feel like they could get this offense jump-started a little bit. What can they change here? Well, I think that there's several things that they need to change, and, and maybe a trade is one of them. Maybe they need to be looking for a trade. But, it's, you know, I just got done talking about this on the podcast is, you know, they go up against the Denver – or sorry, not Denver, the Miami Dolphins on Sunday in Germany. And yeah. what they need to do in Germany against the Dolphins is they need to take – their defense needs to go out and slap the Dolphins' offense in the mouth. The 
reason the Dolphins have lost twice is because somebody goes out and plays physical with them and they out physical the Dolphins. Well, the problem is they lost Nick Bolton to injured reserve for two months. And he is the heart and soul of the defense when it comes to run defense and being in the middle of the field. And I really think they missed his presence on Sunday. Uh, when you talk, start talking about the offense, they're getting open at times. Uh, Mahomes is you know hitting him at times. But again, you know, I think if you go back and you watch this game today, if they just don't turn the ball over as much as they turn the ball over, and, and it wasn't just the Mahomes pick, it was the two fumbles. Uh, you know, you get a fumble to MVS, and then you get a fumble of Mahomes in the red zone. If they don't do those two plays, they probably score at least three points there, if not a touchdown. Uh, but the red zone offense has been horrible, and you got to get past it. I think they were one for seven against the Broncos in two games. You're not going to win like that. Stay up to date on the Kansas City Chiefs by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Chiefs on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, the Cowboys show just how dominant they can be on Sunday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Are the Dallas Cowboys a bona fide contender in the NFC? Or are they mid? Locked On Cowboys hosts Landon McCool and Marcus Mosher make the point that Sunday is just how good the Cowboys can be when they want to. Yeah, we've compared this team, to, to use a basketball reference, like the Golden State Warriors in like 2017, 2018, where when they feel like they can dominate a game and take it over, it can happen in a second, right? We've yeah. seen this time and time again. Because of the defense, because of the special teams, they can they can turn things around really, really quickly. And this was just an example of it. You had a sack by Mark, Micah Parsons. You had a block punt by Sam Williams that resulted in a safety. Was it like four plays later? The Cowboys scored a touchdown after. So that's a nine-point swing. Then they get the pick six. Like Things just snowball on teams so quickly when the Cowboys are at home. It's a little frustrating that it doesn't happen on the road a little bit more often, but it's pretty incredible. I, I will say, Lena, I think this was probably, all things considered, the best win of the season for the Cowboys. Would you agree? I mean, it's hard to argue that it's the most complete one. You know, I think the offense and special teams obviously had huge days as well. Uh, the defense, you know, I think the defense have probably had better statistical games but i mean that's hard to say when you got a pick six and you know a, a sack and you know had a really good day overall so i mean you were basically I, just in like concern or not not conserve time but like but yeah exactly we were in blowout in territory yeah. for over 30 minutes of this game let's not forget this is the team that lost to the arizona cardinals probably the least talented team in the nfl they can be as good as they want to be. But they're not always as good as they can be. And we now have a track record of this with Dak Prescott, with Mike McCarthy. Unfortunately for those guys. And it's true. Look, 
the 49ers have looked like a shell of their former selves over the last month. They don't look like the dominant team in the NFC right now. But if you ask me to pick the 49ers versus the Cowboys in a playoff game right now today, I would take the 49ers because I watched them play. In the NFL, it's not just about the talent that you have or how good can you be. Styles make fights. And when it comes to the NFC's best teams, the Eagles and the 49ers, I will take those two teams in a fight with the Dallas Cowboys until further notice. And finally, Steelers wide receiver Deontay Johnson knows exactly why the Steelers lost to the Jaguars on Sunday. I didn't like the refs today, Johnson told reporters after the loss. There was a specific play where Chris Boswell made a 55-yard field goal, but it was negated when there was an offensive lineman who lined up in the neutral zone. Boswell then missed his next try. I don't know, maybe don't line up in the neutral zone. Not sure that's a ref's problem. And thanks for everyone who makes Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up on the next Locked On Sports today, will the Lions bounce back in prime time? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.